Hi, this is B from Be Evolved bringing you another episode of Mind, Melanin, and Soul. This is episode five, where we're going to talk all about grief. So we took a longer break than I, I definitely anticipated for the, the podcast in Sometimes life just happens. Um, As a lot of you may or may not know, I'm currently in school right now. So that holiday season, you know, it's big because it's the holidays. And then also you have finals and all kinds of things going on. I initially wanted to put this podcast out around November, December. And I wanted to title it Sad Seasons. Um, So just to kind of give you an idea of what that would have been is, you know, a lot of times once daylight savings time kicks in, it gets darker outside earlier. It, it looks a little more gloomier outside. And then we deal with, you know, not having something or somebody around for the holiday season. And so sometimes it's those specific times of the years where we feel a lot more overwhelmed and down than we typically do. Um so I'm sorry that we didn't really get to do a full podcast on that. Um, but if it's something that you're still interested in, make sure that you let me know in the comments and we can definitely still talk about sad seasons and how the weather and timing of the year can really impact your mood. So today we're going to really focus on grief. Grief and overcoming that pain and rejection that a lot of times is associated with grief. When people typically hear the word grief, they immediately think that it always deals with somebody who's passed away. And while that is true, we definitely go through a grieving period when people pass away. That is not the only time that we experience grief. We can experience grief when a relationship ends. We can experience grief when we have rejection from a job, whether it's getting a job or losing a job. We can experience grief when losing relationships that are even with people in our family. So grief can can fall down and hit us in many, many, many ways. And I think one of the most important things um, to understand about our emotions is that it is okay for you to feel. So you know, life happens and it's it's all going to hit us and it, it life hits us in different ways. And the struggle is when we feel so overwhelmed, we feel so down and then we beat ourselves up for feeling that way. And no, that shouldn't be the case. Like we have feelings for a reason. Feelings exist for a reason and we are supposed to be able to experience those to their full extent. The key, however, is not to get stuck there. You just can't get stuck there. So today we're going to talk about um, grief and what the five stages of grief actually look like. The five stages of grief was developed by Elizabeth Cuban Ross and David Kessler. Um, So the five stages include denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. The great part about this framework is that they don't have to happen in order. When we experience grief, None of those things have to happen in order. We can relive one phase or start at the third one and go back to the first one or however it is. We all experience grief differently. And not everyone goes through them in any particular order or none of us might go on them in the same order. 
However, the overall hope is that with each stage of grief, there comes some knowledge of what you're actually feeling. There comes some knowledge and acceptance of this is what's happening. This is where I am. And the the goal is to help for each of you to become better equipped to deal with life and loss. Okay, so remember, our goal is to never say you're not supposed to feel. You That is one thing that you will never, never, never hear from me is that you're not supposed to feel. Because um, I think we, we, we're supposed to feel. We have to feel. That is the only way to really fully and truly experience life is just knowing what to do with those feelings. So the first stage of grief that we're going to talk about is denial. Denial is the first of the five stages of grief, and it helps us to survive the loss. Typically during the denial stage, life makes no sense. We're in shock. We go numb. We're consistently telling ourselves that, no, this didn't happen. This isn't real. This isn't This isn't true. How could this happen? Um, denial is actually a defense mechanism for those of you who know a little bit about psychology. And it's basically one of those things that we kind of use to, to protect ourselves, to kind of prolong something from its true reality. However, we all must understand that there is no grace in denial. There's no grace in denial. So with denial, it, that's actually one of the stages that we just hope doesn't last too long, right? And so I'm at work and I, I feel like I'm doing my best and I know that the organization is going through a change. I know that things are getting hot and heavy around here, but I'm just so hopeful that if I continue to do what it is that I am told to do, if I keep my ducks in a row, if I just keep coming in every day on time, complete my work and go home, then everything is just going to be okay. And one day, someone comes to my office, asks for me to come meet with them. And next thing they know, they, they say, you know what, Brianna, we're, we're, we're going to have to let you go. Right? And so that I'm, I'm in shock. I'm in shock. I don't, I don't know what to do. I just lost my job. I lost what's helping me to put food on the table to keep the people roof over my head. I'm in shock. And so we go into denial. Maybe you feel like you're in a relationship with the love of your life and everything has been going well and, and the issues that you have been having and you're, you're just seeing them as regular ups and downs, right? Every relationship goes to them. You're just seeing them as ups and downs. And then one day this person comes to you and they say, hey, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. You're like, What? We're in denial. We're looking. We're looking for that period of of grace that is never going to come to us. We're looking for that period where someone says to us, "I'm just joking. I'm just playing. It's not real." But it's real. A lot of things that happen to us in life are definitely real. As you accept the reality and the loss, you begin to start asking yourself questions. What did I do wrong? What could I have done better? Sometimes the answer is nothing. So which brings me um, to another stage of grief, which is bargaining. So when you're bargaining, it seems like you're trying to, to make deals, make deals with God, make deals with the, your relationship, make deals with your boss. You're, you're saying things like, please, God, I will never, ever hurt them again if you just give them back to me. 
You'll say things like, I can do better. I'll come in earlier. I'll work overtime. Just please give me my job back. Sometimes we even bargain with the pain. We will do almost anything not to feel the pain of the losses that we are experiencing. We try to remain in the past. We try to bargain by saying, don't you remember this? Like, don't you remember how great this was? Don't you remember how great we were? Or if it's a job, don't you remember how I helped this company out? Don't you remember when I I, I helped you close that deal or I, I put out that fire and I saved us from this huge lawsuit? Guilt is typically a companion to bargaining. We feel guilty. We feel guilty when we feel like there's something that I lost. We feel like there's there's something that we could have done differently. If we lost someone to death, maybe we feel like, man, I, I should have just answered that call last month. I should have went to go see you last month. If it's the loss of a relationship, you feel guilty because maybe you feel like you didn't try hard enough. If it's a job, you feel guilty. I mean, anything, right? We begin to feel guilt. And now our body is becoming overwhelmed with different emotions because we are trying to wake ourselves up from this nightmare and part of the nightmare is realizing that this isn't a dream that this is real that this is happening and then that is how we typically experience anger anger being another stage in the stages of grief I'm, I'm, I'm trying my hardest not to number the stages because like I, I said before stages don't have to happen in any chronological order and so anger is another stage of grief it's actually a very 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 necessary stage you heard me guys you heard me say that i believe that all feelings should be felt and anger is one of those feelings that needs to be felt be willing to feel your anger even though it seems like it's never going to end the more you truly allow yourself to feel the more you are able to get those emotions out when we bottle things in when we hold things in not only are we experiencing that emotion intensely, we are ruining our bodies. When we hold any negative emotion on the inside of us, we are causing ourselves stress. You might get to the point where you can't eat. I'm not sleeping. We are damaging our bodies. Our bodies feel emotions just like our we like we think we do mentally and with the heart. Our bodies feel that. Our bodies suffer from that. There will be so many emotions outside of anger that you will feel. But anger is typically um, one that we all feel. Anger has no limits. Sadness has no limits. Oftentimes, we try to question our current beliefs and say, where was God at when this happened? If there was a God, how did this happen to me? So after denial, after anger, after bargaining, something sits in. We now know that this is real. And our attention quickly moves into that present moment and we begin to experience depression. Depression is another stage of grief. 
it hurts. Loss hurts. Not feeling like you are in control of what is supposed to stay or leave your life, that hurts. Empty feelings present themselves. Grief enters our life deeper and deeper than we could have ever imagined. And we are sitting in sadness. We are sitting in depression. We think that this crap is going to last forever and it hurts. It hurts and you feel like there's absolutely no way out. Feel it. Give yourself permission to feel that. And while you're feeling, ask yourself some questions. Ask yourself whether or not the situation that you're in is actually depressing. Ask yourself, is there anything that I can do? Because while we oftentimes think that there isn't, sometimes there is. Losing a loved one is a very depressing and hurtful situation in which we cannot do anything about. Losing a job is sometimes a result of what we did or did not do. Sit down and have some reflection time with yourself. Evaluate with yourself. But even if we're not focusing on, you know, things like a job, and let's say we're focusing on actually losing someone to death or losing someone in a relationship. It is one thing to feel depressed because that person is no longer with you. The silver lining in the situation is that you feel something. To not experience any level of pain or emotion when someone who you cared about walked away from your life is quite unusual, right? And so sometimes the level of pain that I feel, the amount of sadness that I experience is an indicator to myself that this person meant something to me. It's an indicator of how much I cared for that person. And we have to remember that at some point, all scars will heal, Understanding depression is simply understanding that this happened. That something happened that hurt me and it hurt me because I cared. And I am so thankful that I am able to care, laugh, and love other people. But with that loving other people comes the great responsibility of understanding what will happen when I lose them. Because at some point in life, we will lose everybody. Right, And so we hear that people come into our lives for a season, a reason, or a lifetime. And even lifetime people, we will at some point lose to death. And the responsibility of being able to love and care for someone is the responsibility to understand what to do when I have lost them. Right, And so you have a responsibility that once you lose someone, You have a responsibility to rejoice and celebrate in the positivity of who and what they were in your life. You're going to be sad. You are going to be sad. You will be. But give yourself that time. Grief is not something that we should be running away from. I don't want anybody to get so stuck in grief that we are not able to continue to live your lives, but you are allowed time to feel. 
And then you have to evaluate the situation. Then you have to understand what is really happening and celebrate people and opportunities for what they were and when you had them. The final stage of grief is acceptance. Acceptance does not mean that everything is okay. Acceptance does not mean that everything is all right and that it's over. Sometimes you will never feel okay, especially when it's something or some or someone that we lost to death. Acceptance is all about accepting our reality and recognizing that what is present is our new reality. Accepting is such a pivotal step in the stages of grief because it shows our emotional maturity. Acceptance means that we must try to live now in a world where our loved one or an opportunity is missing. Is missing. We have been forever changed. And we have to see loss as an opportunity for growth, an opportunity to live a life a little differently. Maybe I'm going to work a little harder at my next job. Maybe I'm going to ask questions a little differently to make sure that I'm doing everything the way that it needs to be done. Maybe I'm going to love a little differently. Maybe I'm going to make sure that just because I know I love you, I need to make sure that I'm expressing that to you to make sure that I tell people that I love every single day that I love them because I don't know. When's the next time I'm going to see them or if I'm ever going to see them again? We can never replace what has been lost, but we can make new connections. We can make new relationships. We can have new interdependencies. Acceptance does not mean that we are denying our feelings. We accept our feelings. We acknowledge our feelings. We embrace our feelings. We move, we change, we grow, and we evolve into greater and better people. The most important thing to recognize with the stages of grief is it's not easy. And to be honest, not too much in life is. It's not easy. I encourage you that the next time that you are experiencing grief, to fully allow yourself to bask in your emotions. Make sure that you bask in them so that you are able to release them. Release that tension, frustration, and anxiety from your body because it is one of the only ways to make yourself whole again. And as a, and as cliche as it may sound, in time, you will go on with life. We don't just want for life to keep happening around us. We want to get up and move on with life. And that is what I want for you. So that is going to be the end of today's episode on grief. Remember that we want you to feel, heal, and deal. Learning about mental health is the key to understanding why we think, act, and feel the way we do. And so I hope that this episode is allowing you to do so. Once again, I just want to say thank you for listening to episode five. Be on the lookout for more episodes as I'm going to really try my hardest in 2018 to give you one to two episodes 
per month. Be well, live well.